welcome back to What Moves You with Jesse. For today, I'll be responding to a hotline call. And I have to admit, it is just so darn wonderful to hear from you guys. You know, if you ever have an inclination of an idea of a topic that you would love to hear me speak on, or you have a question or something that just keeps you know, kind of occurring to you and and it's been an issue that you're working with, feel free to leave me a message on that hotline. You can do it anonymously or leave your name or your name and where you're from. And also, if you're moved to, I would love to hear from you in the iTunes review section. I read them. And if you have any questions or comments, it really helps shape what I end up doing for you you know? So um, thank you so much for your involvement. And of course, I love to hear from you. We've got social media channels on Instagram at what moves you with Jesse, all the different places that I love to interact. Um, Feel free to join me. Um, It's just great. So let's jump into today's conversation, which is a response to a hotline call from the rabbi that we heard just about a month or a month and a half ago. Uh, so let's tune into him, and I'll meet you right back here. Hi, Jesse. How are you? It's nice to hear all your podcasts one by one. Um, this is the rabbi that I called a few weeks ago, a month ago or so. Um and I listened to your podcast number 57 with an unbelievable example of the sea. The three l- levels of the sea was beautiful. And I wanted to ask you for your advice. Uh, I was three years already in the principles. I was two years. I, I always had anxious thoughts, maybe a little bit, uh, you know, repetitive thoughts, all that stuff. For many, many years, I don't remember how long. And I tried everything. And then when I came to this understanding, it was great. And for the past two years, it was unbelievable. And then six months ago, I got stuck again. Now I'm stuck. I feel stuck. I'm not stuck. I feel stuck. I feel I can't. I, I, I work with people with it. I try to help our community with it. And it really, really, really changes everybody. And I see it myself in many ways. But that... You know, that that you spoke once on, the, on another one, on the 47, I think, about the fan going on in the back of your head constantly, all the time, all the time, all the time. It's always there, always there. So I want to ask you, what could be a belief that keeps you wanting to go back and ruminate around that thought that it's not really any particular thought, just maybe scared of feeling what I feel, and I'm always, you know, like trying to stop to have that feeling. And the only thing I do is bring the, that feeling or that uh, hole in the stomach or, the, or uh, you know, like a feeling, an anxious feeling in the stomach, which is uncomfortable. Not bad, but uncomfortable. And uh, I, I can't put my finger on the belief, and I, I'm sure 100% that is a belief that makes all, all that noise, all that fan not stop. Maybe you could speak to it. Thank you so, so much. And I really appreciate everyone, every one of your podcasts. You really bring light the way you talk, the way you say it, the way you, you, you connect to us. Thank you so much. 
Thank you so much again, Rabbi, for calling in and sharing your heart um, and your appreciation. I just can't tell you how much it fills me up. Thank you so much. So on to your question. So this idea that is there a belief that is kind of roaming around my head that's keeping me in this like hum of anxiety. That's what I'm getting from this. And I'm sure this is really relatable for everyone out there because I'm going to just put it out there for myself. Me too. You know, me too. I go through these phases also. You know, it's, it's, it's an incredible thing, especially when you are aware of how much your mind is at play in bringing your mood up and down, right? So it's, there's like the one level of suffering when you have no understanding of your mind, um, you know, previous to this inside out understanding. And, and that suffering is pretty, I was just speaking about this with a friend yesterday. It's pretty awful. (laughs) Because when you don't understand that your mind is at play, and that's invisible to you, That's when we make meaning of it and think that there's something wrong with us, right? So I just want to validate that for you first, Rabbi, is the fact that you are able to talk about this in such a way that there's still a lot of love and lightheartedness behind the feeling of what you're sharing because you're onto it, you know, and that's something that is a gift of beginning to see how much your mind is at play in your experience of life. I mean, it's at play 100% of the time. (laughs) But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's the thing that brings me to tears. It's brought me to tears in the podcast with Bear last week. I know it's brought me to tears in a podcast with my mom before. But it's in those moments where you just remember that you're so grateful to know that you are okay, despite that hum of the fan of thinking that's happening in the background, right? You know, it's, um, it's just such a gift to see it. And it's available to everyone out there. So that's what's wonderful about this. But I just kind of wanted to set that as the grounding at that, you know, isn't it wonderful that you are aware that it's your thinking that is just at a real high velocity and you're paying a lot of attention to it, you know, and that's what's making you tired as opposed to thinking that there's something wrong with you or that there's something wrong, right? That's a very big difference. And I want to validate that and really uh, hold up a mirror to that for you. Um. So here's what kind of occurred to me when I was listening to you and and bubbling on it. There's no way that I could find a belief for you that you might be thinking that is um, keeping you in this hum of thinking because I'm not in your mind, right? I can't get, I can't climb into your brain and do your thinking for you. So as much as that is a gift, it's also like, okay, I can't just hand you the answer. And I know you're probably listening to this and smiling and nodding, because you know that to be true. Um, 
But here's some things that I'd love to point, kind of point out and, the, and stuff that occurred to me that might be helpful to uh, allow you to relax a bit. And uh, let me also let me also say this. Um, I'm not sure where in the world you live, but I think it's pretty safe to say that it's an experience for everybody, no matter where you are in the world. Everybody listening to this is going to relate. There is so much transition happening with where we are as a community at large in this pandemic kind of coming to an end. I know there are different countries that are having still having a lot of um, difficulty in getting past COVID. But no matter what, the messaging and where we kind of are as a society, you know, if you look at it through the window of the internet, which makes us basically one tiny community, even though we're all talking about different countries around the globe. But, you know, when you look at it through the window of like the internet, you start to really we're all starting to feel the, you know, life moving on, us starting to kind of come out of this bubble, this kind of, you know, year of quietude, this year of, you know, really being given permission to sit down and be quiet (laughs) and be very introverted. So, you know, there's a lot that's kind of just the energy of the world is shifting. And so, you know, number one, please have some grace with yourself. Um, because whether you feel like your social life or your work life or your interpersonal relationships have or have not been affected by the pandemic, because I know we've all had very different experiences of it, no matter what your personal experience is, the very impersonal experience of everyone is that there's a shift happening. Period. So, you know, kind of knowing that, having some understanding of how much change is happening, how much we have all individually learned and we're growing and we're evolving and we're kind of in this place of what is life going to be like now? Who am I going to be in this new, you know, version of the world? You know, even if you're not specifically intellectually thinking these things, it's the energy of what's going on, you know? And whether you know it or not, you know, and I'm kind of speaking to everybody here, whether you know it or not, humans are feeling people. You know, it's like whether somebody understands the three principles or this inside out understanding or not, we feel into things all the time. You know, you walk into a gathering and you kind of sense what the mood is. You know, you're in conversation with somebody and you kind of get a sense of where they're at, despite what their words are. You know, we're always feeling things out before our brain catches up. So I wanted to put that out there first. Okay, so what else was occurring to me? I've made a couple of notes here. Um, 
is that it sounds to me like, and this is so real for me also. So this is why it, uh, this might make sense for you. But it sounds to me like, you know, uh, your thinking started to come in and be a little bit more of a hum. And at some point, you know, like you said, for the last couple of years, I've been feeling so free and it's changed my life. Well, at some point, some thinking came in and you started to have more respect for the uncomfortable feeling that you were in than the gaps in between. Does that make sense? So, you know, it's like we get into a place of, you know, when you're really feeling good, you know, like you said, for those first couple of years, you were have you had some insights, some realizations that allowed you to stay more in your true self, where true knowledge comes out, right? That's what the the mystics say when we're talking about wisdom, you know, that where that true knowledge comes from that deeper place that's very helpful and loving. And when you're in that space, erroneous thinking that comes in and, and you know, almost like attempts to muddy the water, <laughs> It doesn't, uh, it, it just doesn't have enough pull for you to start paying attention to it because you're onto it, right? You, it might make you uncomfortable for a moment and it's like, whoop, I don't want to go there. You know, it's like you might start to follow it and start thinking and, and going down that rabbit hole. But when everything is really fresh and you're in a really good feeling, you know, like if you're on a vacation or you're with your favorite person and there's no time limit, you know, you know, you're going to be hanging out for a while and, and you get to just be present. You know, when we're in that pure presence, our mind can come in with, with thinking that, um, yeah, just, you know, can muddy the experience, you know, like we can have a thought about what's happening tomorrow while we're with that person we really love and we just don't we just don't care like we don't give it we don't give it energy because it's more important for us to stay present you know it's more important for us to stay in a good feeling so for whatever reason you've had some thinking come up in the last several months that started to kind of grab your attention and it looked important to you to do something about it, you know, and, and that is just, that is the trick of the mind. You know, it's, it's amazing how, you know, it's just all of a sudden, one day you're, you can see it for what it is. You can see it at face value and just not make meaning of it. And then another day you've been tricked. And there's a part of you that feels like I got to figure this one out because I don't want to be uncomfortable anymore. So I got to find the, I got to find that root belief, right? And the fact of the matter is, is that it's not this like um, illusionary, illusory thought, belief that you can't find that's the problem. 
It's the belief that there is a belief lurking around the corner. That's what's, that's the thing that's bothering you the most, or that's the thing that's keeping the hum going is the fact that you are believing that there's got to be a belief like a monster under the bed, right? It's like when you're a little kid, you know, there's those days you can go to bed in a great mood and feeling good and really tired and you can be put to bed in a dark room, no nightlight, no parent, no guardian, no book reading, and all is well. And yet that there's those random nights where you swear to God, there's a monster under your bed. And it takes everybody who lives in the house to come in and check under the bed and try to convince you that it doesn't exist. That's what's going on. You know, you're believing that there is a monster under the bed when there isn't. And that is what's throwing you off center. You know, it's, um, I'm not sure if you've had the chance to turn into last, tune into last week's podcast with uh, Bear Weil, the interview, but it was, uh, you know, he shared this moment when he was supporting his mother-in-law in in, um, her venture of, of, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous and, and uh, this, woman, you know, one of the practitioners had come up to him and, and uh, I don't want to ruin the story or repeat it for you if you've listened to it already. But uh, he had given a little, just a little description of his what it was like growing up. And it was very um, kind of general and generic. And the woman came up to him and said, who are you trying to? Who are you trying to what not keep safe? Of course, I've lost the word. Who are you trying to? Ah, I've lost it. But you get, you know, you under, you can get the feeling probably that I'm trying to, to convey. Anyway, that's not even the point of the story. The point of the story is, is that it occurred to him later that his father was an alcoholic and he never knew it. And so what that ended up kind of driving in him is looking, he started to look, look, look in his family's history, asking different family members different questions. Um, But, you know, he just started to try to find more nuggets of issues because he thought, oh my God, well, if I didn't realize dad was an alcoholic, what else do I not know? And so then it became this this pursuit of pain. <laughs> and, you know, listen, it is a wonderful thing to be in pursuit of your own happiness and having more understanding of, of yourself. So I am not, you know, saying that you shouldn't, you know, do things that feel right to you. But as he was kind of sharing is that it was coming from more of an intention of, of um, fear that he was missing things that, you know, that that could mean something about him that he wasn't aware of. So um, anyway, it's that same kind of idea of 
you know, following the carrot. And the more that you look for it, because it's all an illusion, because of that one thought, I believe that there is a belief that I can't see that's driving all of this. You know, that is the, that's the driving force right now for you. So again, you're kind of, you're giving more appreciation and respect to that idea than to the moments and the gaps in between your search where you're feeling more present and at peace. So I'm hoping this is kind of helping. Another thing that came to me is, you know, consider decoupling caring so much about the bad feeling and the bad feeling. You know, you can have an uncomfortable feeling, right? Like for me, my personal experience the last, you know, couple weeks ago that I shared with on the Bear podcast was that I was kind of in this perpetual funk. You know, it was really kind of just like you, you know, a very like low hum of that was creating anxiety in me. And I just was, I was like, oh God, this is so uncomfortable. But what was very, very, very helpful for me was remembering that I didn't have to care about the uncomfortable feeling, you know, and in not caring about it, guess what happened? It allowed it to move on, right? It allowed it to move on. And sometimes... I was guided to do different things. I was guided to take a walk. I was guided to lean in and just kind of, you know, get cozy and take care of myself and watch a funny show. Um, You know, in the same way that we take care of ourselves when we are, you know, about to, you know, you can feel a cold coming on. You know, when we are aware that we've got a cold coming on, All of us have kind of figured out all of our own little individual ways to take care of ourselves. And we don't freak out about it because we know that a cold always passes. Right? So I might take some, you know, I was going to say emergency, you know, the vitamin pack, but like I might take some vitamin C, I might take the next day off, I'll do my, um, you know, different, just different little things that... I know, make me feel good or as good as I can in the process. Same goes with when you're in a low mood fever. That's all it is. Because it's going to pass. Always does. Always will. When you're not up in the up in the play box, you know, up in the sandbox with it. So um, again, it's it's truly kind of getting into this place of recognizing like, oh man, you know, it's so hard because our ego really wants you to care that you're feeling uncomfortable. And that's what's kind of conjured up that idea of there's got to be something here I'm missing, right? It's all the ego doing what it does. So um, I hope this is landing. This is where I kind of wish that we could just be on the phone together. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it's, 
something else I had written down in, in after listening to you is love is the state that we return to. You know, love is what we feel when we aren't looking at life through contaminated lenses. And I think in the innocence of you going, there's, there's got to be a belief somewhere in here that's, that's making me feel like crap. That very idea is what's contaminating your lenses. Pretty amazing, right? <laughs> I mean, all of a sudden, I just had a really beautiful feeling come over me and a huge smile on my face. Because if you are willing to look for it, if you are willing, you can always find your well-being and drop back in. Get back to that centered place. And uh, I don't know, I'm smiling ear to ear right now because, yeah, it's just, isn't it so true? How sneaky our little brain can be when it comes in and goes, man, you have been feeling off more often than not. What's, you know, you got to try to figure out why. And that's the very thing (laughs) that's keeping you in the uh, cycle, right? That comes up. You make meaning of it, believe it. You start searching. It keeps you there. Right? Then you get hungry and you make a sandwich and you've forgotten. And you feel good and that feels nice. And maybe you start reflecting on why you've been feeling like crap and then here we go again, back into the cycle. So if I could give you two takeaways, I think there's been some good ones so far. But be willing to look for your well-being. You know? Try not to be preoccupied with the feeling that you're trying to get away from. Um, I would also say that in the moments that you're feeling good, even if it is momentary, if you catch it and you're aware of it, just take a moment of appreciating it and being grateful. No need to go into the past of how it's been. Just pause at feeling grateful that you're not feeling any crap feeling inside and, you know, and you're feeling more of a beautiful feeling. That is, uh, you know, I've, I've, the way I've described that is like, kind of like when you take a moment, when you notice, you know, you're feeling good you're feeling, even if it's just that you're feeling okay, but you don't feel that bad feeling in your stomach, like you've been feeling, if you notice it's not there, oh, God, it feels so nice to be feeling good right now. To be feeling more neutral, to be feeling more peaceful, to, oh, it just feels good right now. That's like creating a pearl, you know, on like a pearl necklace. And the more that you catch those moments of appreciation and you create this beautiful pearl necklace, it's kind of like those pearls start to string along together and they become just one solid chain all of a sudden. 
And one day you'll notice, hey, that hum hasn't been with me in a while. And you're back into that feeling more consistently. All right. I'm feeling like that is good for today. Please give me a call back, Rabbi, if there's any other questions or if you need more nuance around something. If anybody else out there feels like they can relate or they need more uh, nuance or have more to ask around this, please let me know. Uh, The hotline is 818-646-JESS. That's 818-646-JESS. I love you. I'm let's keep normalizing humanity because that's all it is. Um, and we're all just living this great adventure, creating all of these different experiences for ourselves. And isn't it wonderful that we have a place to come back to, to remember that it doesn't always have to be difficult. Sending love in all directions. And I'll see you next week.